Welcome to the Get Emergent podcast. This is a podcast about leadership development, improving communication, and enhancing team performance. I'm Cindy Massengill. And I'm Ralph Simone. And I am excited for this new topic for our podcast. Me too. Me too. You know, we decided on this topic of teams because our business has really evolved over the last five years as far as what we're delivering. It has. It has. We, I think we have, we're seeing people kind of gravitate from coming to us for leadership development to saying, how can you help us strengthen the performance and development of our teams? Yeah. So it's really moving from a singular model to now we're focusing all on the groups. Uh, absolutely. And I think uh, it's scalable. I think it's really looking at um, what, what Sean Aker would call big potential, mm-hmm. where we're taking advantage of more people as opposed to individual leaders within uh, within the organization. Yeah, there. I mean, there. You got to realize that a successful company is not going to get to their goals by hiring individual contributors that are doing really good work. It's really got to be the blend of everybody within the organization. Absolutely, it's not about stars. It's about a star system, and a star system is usually made up of high performing teams. Mm, I like that. I like that. So I want to ask you a question. If you were starting at ground zero, you were building a team for yourself, you were starting fresh, clean slate, how would you start? Well, I'll tell you the first thing I would do is I would first, I would ask, do we need a team for this? Because I think sometimes teams are overused. They are formed prematurely. They are used for window dressing. Yeah, yeah. Almost to say, oh, we got this group working on this issue that's been identified. And so I'd first ask the question, is a team needed? I think you're dead on. I think sometimes teams are formed to check a box. Yeah. And and then they're they're not as impactful. And you know, we, we talk about the difference between a team and an organization and a sports team. A sports team is not formed to check a box. It's formed to accomplish a goal. Right. And I think we have to be a lot more intentional about how we form teams and organizations. And that's part of the conversation I had with a client last week. You know, don't bring me in at us in after the fact to say we've got this team that's not working well. Bring us in at the beginning to one decide if we need a team, to decide why a team is needed, and to begin to develop that team so that they can optimally perform. We get a lot of calls about people who want to bring us in for a one-time event, you know, kind of a one-off. We bring the whole team in, maybe from other offices. We want a one-day. We want some team-building, feel-good, whatever. Last last eight hours, it's not. It doesn't sustain anything. You know, it feels good for. It's temporary, right? It's it's not the long-term team development that organizations could really take advantage of. And I think we've been having some really substantive conversations with people that when you form a team outside of an organization for sports, it's for a longer period of time. So there's some some pre-work. There's the building of the team, the practicing, the plays, but then there's the execution and the follow-up and the adaptation that happens. So I think part of the conversations that we've been having is looking at this uh, forming of a team and the development of a team for the longer haul or to solve a really near-term problem and disband 
but don't, you know, so, so I think there's a couple different combinations there to look at. So I think what you're saying is there's different types of teams that organizations are putting together. You know, there's teams for the one-offs for a special project, but then there's the teams that are working together day in and day out for the long term. Absolutely. But I do believe that um, not too many organizations know when and how to put an effective team together. What do you mean by that? Well, you, you know, the, the idea of, is this where we need more people? Who are the right people? How do they need to engage with one another in order to accomplish the goal? When is a good time to transform that team? And I think these are the kinds of questions that people are now starting to engage us on. We're getting beyond our team isn't working. Can you help us? We're starting to get into conversations with clients about uh, how do we best form and organize this team so that it makes the biggest impact on the results that we are intending on achieving? And in, in my view, that's absolutely where we want to be. Well, I also think, too, the um, and I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but we need to be brought in when the team is actually functioning okay because you don't just you don't just build a team, okay, we're operating well, and leave it. This is ongoing nurturing, ongoing feeding, ongoing development, because a team, holistically, the, organically, the definition is that it includes two or more people, right? So the team, if, because you have multiple people, the team is growing based on all the different experiences. So things are constantly changing. It's dynamic, and I think that's where we – I mean, if you look at uh, – the New England Patriots, whether you like them or not, uh, Bill Belichick, they're brilliant in taking people from other teams and making them stars in their star system. A team is dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at the work that Tuckman did years ago. They said there were four stages of team development. There are not. There are five. There's forming, storming, norming, performing, and then there's transforming. Mm-hmm. And we want to be intentional about the transforming piece. We want to bring people in and out. Uh, we want to give a new goal. This is dynamic, and I think when we bring that level of dynamism to the to the organization, we have bigger impact. And, and so uh, as we're involved early on and throughout the life of a team, we can help a team have a, have a greater impact. So you, um, you're causing a question in my mind. I want to ask you. So if you were forming a team, What would you? I know, okay, so you would decide, do I really need a team? So let's say the answer to that is yes. How would you decide who's on your team? Uh, That's a great question. And, and And I struggle a little bit. I think who is a little more important than some of the research from our friends at Google would say it is. But the how, certainly how the team will engage, how they will operate is important. But I would get people who are open who are uh, adaptable, and who are willing to learn and do things differently. Whether or not they were subject matter experts would be less important. Mm -hmm. I would be really looking for that willingness to learn, willingness to adapt, and willingness to contribute. Kind of uh, people that have a we versus me mindset. Right, right. You know, I yesterday had a conversation with one of our senior leaders and uh, one of his direct reports is somebody I would probably pick as one of the first people on, a, on my team. Really? Why? Absolutely. 
you know, he's there's a, a little bit of adversity going on with some projects that they're working on. And I've watched him show up in the group in a way that's understanding, but he's also not a wet noodle either, right? He's um, he's allowing them to uh, figure things out for themselves. So he's compassionate, but also not letting them off the hook and holding them accountable for some things that they're asking for. He's empathetic for their situation, but he's also encouraging them to give some new things a try. And I love um, he doesn't get defensive when there's some pretty emotional conversations going on. Um, He doesn't take it on himself. He doesn't get defensive. He allows them to work through it. And um, he's very he's he has a really great demeanor with the group. And I just think it's really it's working. Wow. Yeah. Is he available? <laughs> yeah. I, no, but yeah. I mean, you know, there's a couple of things you said about that, which I think are, are critically important for anybody listening. A both and mindset, patience, uh, this ability to be focused on task, but also to be relationship focused. Uh, recognizing that in order for people to buy into a direction that they may be fighting, they need to first be heard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. Uh, I, I think those are a lot of the elements of the type of people we ought to be looking for to comprise our teams when, when a team is needed. I also, one of the things I really admire about him, and I sometimes I wonder if I would look for this, but I actually think I would look for a mix. One of the things I like about him is that he's in a new role. And uh, so he doesn't have a lot of experience in what he's doing right now. And I actually think that benefits him. I do too. Beginner, yeah. Beginner's eyes. Exactly. We talk a lot, a lot about that with people. If you're looking to do something different or something that hasn't been done before, to be able to look at it through beginner's eyes. Mm-hmm. We all have a filter, but the less filtered we can bring, I think the more energy and the more newer perspectives we bring to affect positive change. So what do you think about hiring the smartest people on your team? Where do you stand on that? <laughs> I've stood in a lot of places on that question. I do think uh, there is a place. We need smart people. We need smart people to uh, break new ground. I, but I think we need smart people who also can be collaborative. We need smart people who are not so stuck on me or independence and can be interdependent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need smart people who are open to learning. I think it's both and. I think I want smart people who are really open to learning from others. And I want smart people who are really open to sharing what they know and looking at it differently, you know, being open to different perspectives. So I want to bring somebody smart in. They can share what they know, but they're also willing to be influenced by the group based on different circumstances. No question. In one uh, recent engagement we're working on with a client uh, and we're working in the sales arena, we're really working with them on changing the system as well so that the system is actually uh, recognizing and rewarding teamwork in collaboration as opposed to individual effort. Mm-hmm. And, and what, I, what I like about the uh, leadership team in this organization is they're open to entertaining that shift. They see that sometimes the systems that are in place don't necessarily support uh, effective team behavior or performance. Yeah, yeah. So how about this? Um, you're forming your team. 
would you would you mix introverts and extroverts or would you keep them all the same i I would mix it up i mean i think there's great um value in having diversity however i would also add a handful of operating ground rules uh and i think that what's that mean well, uh, w- the ways in which we will engage with one another. And I think this is where uh, I would uh, tip my hat to the Google folks in their uh, project, Aristotle, where they did the research and they said, while it may be important who's on the team, how the team chooses to operate is critically important. And I think in my experience working with our clients and teams, there are probably three or four ground rules that, are, that I would have regardless of the mix of people. What are they? Equal participation, right? If we're going to have people on a team, we need them actively engaged. Otherwise, we don't need the team. Mm-hmm. In, in, uh, in, in addition, so what would help with that is psychological safety, the ability to say what and ask whatever is on your mind, right? Because without if, somebody jumping down your throat, yeah, right? because it's yeah. important. Without somebody saying, "Oh, you're not emotionally intelligent," because right. you're questioning. Right. We don't. Why would I want a team if we weren't having people questioning? Right, because we're questioning not to make someone right or wrong. We're questioning to get a better outcome. Mm-hmm. And um, then I would I would have a, a an agreement on conflict because I think that's part of it. That we want conflict. That we want people to see things differently. Um, but I also think I would have a ground rule on how we uh, how we say things to one another right. in working on really being uh, challenging and also respectful. So it's not either or. Yeah. We're really excited about this new topic. We are because the <laughs> impact that this can have is is tremendous. And again, it's big potential versus individual potential. And and so the scale and the impact are, are almost infinite when you have teams operating close to their full potential. I want to invite our listeners to reach out to either you or I directly. Let's ha- we can help with these group norms. We can help um, at least where do you get started? Reach out to us directly. Absolutely. We can also help with the development of leaders uh, that uh, will build and strengthen these teams as well as uh, affect organizational change. So, so remember that we work not only with teams, but individual leadership development, as well as overarching organizational strategy and change. Our customers are, you know, they're struggling with with lots of different things. Lots of good things are happening, and um, you know, a lot of the common a lot of the common challenges of how do you give good performance feedback? How do I have a difficult conversation? How do I get my people more engaged and more motivated? How do I uh, work with my teams on? ownership and accountability. Um, that's our gig. We love it, it is our gig because there's two things that we believe and our clients will tell you we do well. We communicate and we know about leadership and teams. Please contact us. Phone numbers, emails, right on our website, gettemergent.com. Get